Hello and welcome once again to Inspire Me. I'm your host, René Dubovois. It's my podcast. Voila. It is my business, Inspired Media. It is my hope and my desire to inspire you. My mantra, touch, heal, and inspire. And when you listen to this podcast, that is my goal and my sincere objective. I realize I can't make everybody happy. I'm not going to inspire everyone, but I'm sure going to give it one bloody heck of a try. How about that? Welcome again. If this is your first time listening to Inspire Me, welcome. There are a lot of things that I can tell you about Inspire Me, but let me begin by saying this before I get into this particular episode. I am the founder and CEO of Fish Foundation Global Nation. Just go to the website and see all that I do as a global humanitarian, and then tell me if you think I can inspire you or not. Because the things that you will see under our initiatives are things that I personally put my hands to and actively engage myself in. Whether that's acid burn to the face, which is common in India, or period poverty, where I'm educating young girls all over Africa and even other parts of the world where nations are semi-developed but still sort of developing. I make sure that they have the products they need during that time of life. And I'm sharing that just to draw light on who I am as a speaker. I've lived in more than 40 countries around the world. And to this day, I still travel to two or three countries a month. Okay, it's not that active now with COVID, but once they open the borders, or what, a few months ago last year, I got right back on an airplane. It's very important to me to extend my support and my services and all that I have to be a blessing to people who are in poverty and certainly not in a position to help themselves. I think that when we reposition ourselves, that focus of repositioning should be all about sort of rebranding who you are and the message you want to send. Now, if I'm going to say anything about repositioning yourself, and I am, trust and believe, I do have quite a bit to say about that. Let me conclude on the Fish Foundation by saying you can see on the platform that we need your donation and your support, and I hope you will do that. And by the way, thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing. And when I say watching, that's not a a flub of words or a mistake. You can also see my podcast visually. Hey! So thank you for sharing with your friends, your colleagues, your connection, and your tribe. Thank you, my friends, my brothers, and my sisters. I'm very happy to have you listening to Inspire Me. Now let's get into my topic for this episode. Reposition yourself, most emphatically put. I don't have any hooks to add to it. 
I'm simply going to talk about reposition yourself. I want you to think about what it means to reposition yourself. Basically, it means that you are looking to sort of do a, have a paradigm shift, if you will. You're shifting from, shall we say, one lane to another. You're repositioning your platform. Maybe things have been going on a certain way, and now you want to reposition where your platform is. Your platform is that thing that you hold dear, that thing that you use to extend your message. Social media is a platform that's free to use. Okay, some you pay, but basically it's free to use. And those of us who are social media influencers, we utilize all of these platforms to reposition ourselves, to reposition our message. I'm asking you, how are you repositioning yourself? And have you thought about if things are not working quite the way you'd like it, maybe you need to reposition yourself. When I ask you to reposition yourself, I'm asking you to redefine yourself. You know, some people just get up and every day they're living, they're breathing, and they could they don't have a care in the world. They could care less about what's going on in society, what's going on in the arts world, what's going on in entertainment, politics. They just don't bloody care. Hello? And they're left behind in many, many ways. But when you reposition yourself, you are choosing to live life without limits and without boundaries. That doesn't mean that you're living life without discipline, without some sort of manners that would keep you, you know, in control with life and what life has to offer. But to reposition yourself is to redefine perhaps your beliefs, to whether that's spiritually or financially. You may have grown up hearing that money was evil. Excuse me. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not evil. Maybe the root of it, the root would be you or me. Money's not evil. People are. Numbers don't lie. People do. So when you reposition yourself, think about what you can do to change. Reposition also implies a change, a change that you're bringing forth. But when I say reposition yourself, I'm not talking about your business. Same if it's tied directly into you hip to hip. I'm talking about repositioning you, finding a new way to redeclare those things that you want known about you. Let's look at it another way. When you reposition yourself, you are literally choosing 
the courage, oh yeah, the courage to confront and face your own indifference. Oh, that was powerful. You are choosing to have courage to confront and face your own indifference. Look here, if you think that you cannot have differences within yourself, you're not older than 10. And dare I say it, there's some 10-year-olds that already know that and have defined the indifferences in their life. Have you figured out how to face your own indifference? Have you understood what I mean or what anybody else means? When they say face your own indifference, your indifference to things could be the one thing that's holding you back from going forward or higher in life. I listen to women all the time on some of my favorite reality shows and some of them, okay, they're mid forties, late forties, early fifties. Hello, never been married. I'm not knocking that, but what I'm saying is they, they have a strong, deep, some of them desperate desire to get married. Do you understand that if you're not married, you shouldn't be indifferent with yourself, especially if you're in that age group, that demographic to not be married means you're alone, but it doesn't mean you're lonely. And there is a difference by the way. To be alone is to be without anyone else. To be lonely is to crave someone else. Ooh, are you getting this? There's a huge difference in to be alone and to be lonely. So why are you facing your own indifference? What are you doing to challenge your own indifference? This is the reason I'm talking about repositioning yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself that you can't accomplish anything because you're too busy criticizing who you are. You're not such a bad person just because you haven't reached your ultimate goal in life. Hello, keep living and breathing. There's still time as long as you're not under the ground. You've got time. Yes, I know. Tomorrow's not promised and nobody know where their line is drawn. True and agreed. But live your best life now. Knock it off with all the crazy stuff and start realizing that it doesn't take courage to confront your own indifference. It just takes a mindset, a willingness, and an attitude, a changed attitude, I should say to confront your indifference. I would also say that fighting your failure with your eyes wide shut is going to prevent you. Yes, I said shut. Confronting your failure with your eyes wide shut is going to stroke the back of your own indifference about yourself. It's also going to prevent you from repositioning yourself. If you're fighting failure, nothing wrong with that, but you need to have your eyes open to do it. 
You can't fight anything with your eyes shut. You've got to open your eyes. Have you ever been on a roller coaster? I've been on plenty. Crazy, I know, but I've been on plenty. And each and every time I've taken a ride on a roller coaster, my eyes were completely shut. In fact, they were <laughs> they were shut so tight. One time I had a real bad headache after I got off the bloody thing. And then another time I can remember that my eyes were t- closed so tight because I was so scared and this thing was so wild and I didn't know if we were all going to get thrown out hundreds of feet or not. My eyes were actually dry after I came off that roller coaster. Now, I don't mind telling you that was some time ago, some years ago. I've decided that roller coasters are not my thing and it's not necessary for me to ride a roller coaster to prove that I have no fear. There are a lot safer things to do on the ground to combat my fears. But if you're trying to fight your fears, excuse me, and or your failures and your eyes are wide shut, you're not getting anywhere and you're not going to get anything done. Let's take a look at, for example, your life and its purpose. Your life is to discover your life. Did that make sense? Okay, good. I want to make sense to you. Your life is to discover your life. Let me say it again. Your life is to discover your life. You're living every day to discover your life. You've heard the word epiphany. You go through life. You question things in life. We all do. You're searching for meaning in life. You're searching for your purpose in life. You think there's no answers to your questions in life. So you're trying to reposition yourself, but you don't feel you can do it until you understand certain things that's going on or that have occurred in your life. So now you're trying to figure out how or why you should live life only to discover your life. You're never going to discover your life and your life's purpose until you start living. Ooh, did you hear that? You're never going to discover your life's purpose, your life's vision, the mission that you are ordainedly, divinely called to do. You're never going to secure that in your life until you start living your life. So your life is to discover your life. You get up every day, you go to work, you do whatever it is that you do. And you do these things because it's a part of your life. But as you're living and breathing your life and you are a part of humanity, it's your life only to discover your life. There are people who live and die. Some people in their 90s, mid to late 90s. They've lived a good life, but never ever during that time of life discovered their life. You can be in a bad car wreck, God forbid, and discover your life. 
You can be in a classroom and hear someone ask a question and have an epiphany and discover your life. There are things that can go on in somebody else's life that has nothing to do with yours and you ultimately come to a conclusion where you have discovered your life through the life of somebody else. That doesn't mean you're living somebody else's life. It just means what it says. Your life is to discover your life. When you figure that out, you'll be easily in a position to reposition your life. In other words, shift your life to a new purpose, a new destiny, a new level. I would also like to share that to handle yourself, you have to use your head. But to handle others, you have to use your heart. You cannot discover others, handle others. And when I say handle others, I'm talking about your giving versus your getting. I'm talking about your purpose. I'm talking about your giving, your your need to fulfill the joy of somebody else. That is life. And when you do it, you discover your life. But understand this, to handle how to use your head, to handle your head, you have got to understand how to handle yourself. To handle yourself, use your head. In other words, don't be so quick to fly off the handle, as they say. You know, to execute anger or to blah, 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 blah in somebody's ear. Just because you don't like what they said. Same if it was the truth. People are so quick to defend what they haven't fully actually heard the other person say. So to handle yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. When you're handling other people through communication, whether that's written or verbal, use your heart because your heart is going to be a lot more sensitive towards communicating towards that person. If you use your head because your head is hot and angry, at something they did or said that you didn't like clearly, your head is going to let them know it. You might even use profanity. You might even say some things that you're going to regret and have to go back and apologize for later. So in handling yourself, try to use your head. But in handling others, always use your heart. Repositioning yourself is all about perfecting the norm. Did you get that? Repositioning yourself is all about perfecting the norm. There are some things and patterns of behavior that you have that are normal, that are useful. And those tools, those behavioral patterns those behavioral nuances, you don't want to get rid of them, especially if they are encouraging you to grow. 
And sometimes some of our behavioral patterns are so good for us that they redefine us and they reposition us. If you're going to successfully reposition yourself, you've got to think about number one, how you're treating other people because nothing in, in life is done without others. It all involves and embodies other people getting involved with you, pushing you towards that goal and aiding you with it. If you break a leg and you're on, on, on crutches and you're approaching a door, that's not an automatic door. You've got to take one hand off a crutch to open the door and somebody runs and rushes up to your aid to open that door. Mm. That's somebody repositioning themselves to help you because you're not fully capable of independently helping yourself as well as somebody else helping you. Ever been lost driving your car, trying to get to a particular destination and you had to stop and ask somebody for help? Oh yeah, I get it. It's frustrating when you stop at a neighborhood store and the person tells you they live in the community, but they don't know where that street is. That can drive you mad. Okay, it drives me mad. It's To me, it's just in, impossible that you live in a community and you don't know the name of a street. Okay, maybe it's a really big community. Fair enough. But not to know where certain landmark stores are or not to know where certain restaurant is. How could you not know that? That 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 looks bad on you. Not the person who's lost, but you. So you know what I find that people do more often than not? They say, "Oh, I don't li- live in the neighborhood, so I don't know." Because they already know how stupid they're going to look if they tell you, "I live here, but I don't I don't know where that is." I can't tell you how many people I've met like that. And I will be honest, I walk out shaking my head in disgust because, you, you know, it's just hard for me to imagine someone reasonably intelligent not being able to articulate where to find something that, you know, is right there in the neighborhood. I'll give you a real good example quickly. I was in a store not too long ago. This is a true story. And I wanted to ask the pharmacist, my mother is diabetic, so I wanted to know if this particular cough medicine was going to elevate her sugar because she's diabetic. And while I was waiting, this lady approached on the other end of the counter to ask where a Walmart was and the street she was asking them about Kirby well it's a main street that runs right by the house so I knew where the store was I knew where the street was but the pharmacist and the lady working behind the counter the lady behind the counter was talking to me The pharmacist was behind the pharmacist counter and the woman on the opposite end of the counter was asking the pharmacist where that street was. The street was called Kirby. 
The lady explained that she had her GPS on, but it brought her down to that end of 518 Highway. Neither the pharmacist nor the woman behind the counter helping me knew where the street was or the store. Now, I can understand when the lady left, the pharmacist and the lady helping me informed me that they didn't live in that community. But guess what? They lived in a community three miles down the road. Now, there was a a super Walmart right across the street. But the Walmart that this lady wanted was further down the road. It was a neighborhood Walmart. And I shop in that Walmart when I'm in, in the States and that's in the city. So I, I was able to perfectly direct the lady both to Kirby Street and to the neighborhood Walmart. When the lady left, she shook her head in disgust, just like I'm describing now, because she naturally assumed that these women working there in that store where we were, that they would know where the street was and this other Walmart, this neighborhood Walmart. I guess it points out, and I should point out, that these women were trying to reshift the the lost woman's focus on them. They didn't want to be criticized or frowned upon because they couldn't direct her. So I stepped in and offered the directions and it helped the lady and she got where she had to go. But that's because I knew. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying that the pharmacist ultimately got angry and took a bit of an attitude because she didn't like the attitude of the customer who didn't like the fact that she, the pharmacist, didn't know where this street or this store was. Repositioning yourself, my friends, can also be in an instance like this, where you are shifting where you are in that given moment. It would have been quite nice because the pharmacist wasn't really busy from what I could see to maybe walk over to where the customer was and say to her, I don't live in this community, but let me get my phone or let me see if somebody here in the store that lives here can help you. She didn't do that. That would have been the perfect time to reposition herself to help somebody else. So repositioning yourself is simply just shifting yourself from where you are to add value, support, help, direction, something of good and value to somebody else. Once again, to handle yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. That was a perfect heart moment. But she didn't do it. I did. Repositioning yourself is all about how you can benefit someone else as well as yourself. 
So as you think about repositioning yourself, remember, choose the courage to confront or face your own indifference. Number two, fight failure with your eyes wide open, not wide shut. Number three, live your life to discover your life. And number four, to handle your head, use your heart. To handle yourself, use your head and your heart. To handle others, just simply use your heart and your head. Let your head give you wisdom. Let your heart give you love towards that person in humanity. I want to thank you for listening to Inspire Me. I am the host, Rene Dupofois, and I love you for listening. Thank you for sharing this podcast to your friends, family, tribe, and connection. I love you very much for it. And I'm very grateful that you're sharing my podcast. I hope this one has helped you repossession yourself, reposition yourself, I should say. Too much coffee, yeah? And may all things be well with you. Merci beaucoup. Bonne journée. Au revoir.